0: How are you guys doing? This is a Thursday. You got one more day until tomorrow. Nicole's leaving tomorrow for. We
1: have one more day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we have one more day until tomorrow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a, kill a motivational poster.
0: <laughs> <laughs> one more day until tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's heard of this. Um, I'm probably the only one that's ever covered it. Brandon
1: posted <laughs> to the Discord. He's like, hold on, let me put this kid to sleep.
0: Oh, yeah, we'll wait on him.
1: Uh, let's see. We've got Shram, Lauren, Desiree, Natasha, Wolfie, Martin, Faith. What up?
0: Just our normals, which and is fine, Brandon's man. on the way. That's why I kind of want to. We should just close off the membership and just close it now. Close it now. If we ever get super famous, I'm talking about like, like, you know, my favorite murder famous. And if if they did this, they would have like a
1: hundred percent. A hundred thousands
0: of people. I mean, all right, guys, think about it. If we ever get famous and we have hundreds and thousands of people watching and you guys are the only ones that can comment. How fucking awesome would that be? People will be be clawing, you know, that would be cool, man. Oh yeah, we shut that off, you know, years ago and or whatever. I know.
1: It would yeah, the first that the first five, 100, 100 you know what I mean?
0: You'd have people probably offering big money to be in.
1: That would be cool.
0: Oh, and then we can all get paid. We'll, yeah. We'll, It'd be called would be like cool. the the tribunal. Like if oh, someone it's
1: like the it's a Ponzi team. <laughs> like you know <laughs> the new members pay for the original members.
0: Yeah, I like that. But like if a new member comes in is like, all right, I'll pay five thousand dollars this year to be able to comment. We could split Oh
1: my God. We could
0: split that with everyone. That would be cool, man.
1: That would be really cool. We yeah, would, would be totally cool. that would be we would definitely that would that
0: be too. sick dude. That would
1: be that would be be. really cool
0: because you know if a big show like crime junkie or whatever with all that audience like if they did a live stream they would get 50,000 or more people watching and if you only had like you know five or six people being able to comment uh tonight I got a crazy story I want you guys to tell me what you think of this one man um so can you tell me what a bog is
1: hey Brandon oh my god are we seriously doing the bog story
0: I just asked if you could tell us what a bog is. I, I didn't say we're doing this or that the right, other.
1: Did you say you're asking me?
0: Yeah, can you tell us what a bog is?
1: Um, it's kind of like a swamp, isn't it? Like a
0: Um, I right, just mossy. Lo- Just look it up for next episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wolfie says the name of the organization is Talk Pyramid Scheme to me. <laughs> Yes.
0: Yes. Uh, here's it. here's where we're going to tonight. Infield. How many people do you think live here?
1: In infield? Mm-hmm. Mm, just as many as in the outfield.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> and look at the map. You you see? Uh, it's a small town. About 500 people. Oh,
1: I gotta. Now that you moved where the TV is, I have to watch it on the stream.
0: Yeah, I, I'm going to fix that eventually. So I couldn't find this guy's exact address, but I'm pretty sure it's this one right here. The family that we're talking about tonight lived in the, quote, extreme northern region of this town. And this is the most north you can get right here. There's
1: the line.
0: <laughs> yeah, with the line. So I'm guessing this was the residence. And it does sort of look like the house, which I'll show you later. So I'm guessing we're going right here.
1: so. Somewhere's around there. So this is very rural.
0: Oh yeah, very rural. The town's only got five hundred people. What do they grow in Illinois? Illinois. Illinois. Mm. Is it Illinois or Illinois? Corn, oh, I don't know. Yeah, this is, I think these are corn stalks. This reminds me of one of those Jeepers Creepers movies where they're going in the corn stalks, you know?
1: Yeah, I don't th- know if I watched that one.
0: I mean, dude, I would love to have <clears throat> all this land.
1: Yeah, that'd you know? be awesome.
0: I mean, imagine having all this shit.
1: That would be awesome,
0: you know? So, anyway, this is where we're going to tonight. This is the guy's property up here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: As you can see, let's see if it's the same house. Long, lonely road. Has anyone heard of this? story you probably would be able to tell just by the name of the town
1: infield you said
0: yeah infield enfield infield enfield. Enfield. yeah what did i say
1: well i was thinking it was like <laughs> infield like a baseball oh. like the infield or the outfield that's why i made that joke
0: man it'd be so cool to live up here you know i mean no one's gonna bother you but not really no it wouldn't it would be terrible that'd be like worse than living in like easily
1: that but like in our location you know yeah, yeah.
0: I'm just saying that because my parents live in Easley. I don't know anyone else that that (laughs) lives there.
1: (laughs) Brandon's here. Present. (laughs) Present. And he's like, what?
0: Uh, Anyway, tonight we're going to April 25th, 1973. We're going to Enfield, Illinois. Enfield is what?
1: When you asked what grows out there... Uh, Wolfie said meth
0: <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure uh, a lot of meth gets grown out there because you can't get real drugs out there
1: I and, <laughs> and I would say uh, oh and Brandon said oh Enfield, Illinois uh, Martin said oh I no I haven't heard it because no one's covered it until until now <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: I wonder how many episodes that I've said that, and I've been completely wrong. That shows (laughs) you that I at least do my own research. But I can at least claim that. Yes. Anyway, tonight we're going to Enfield. Brandon says all of them. Yeah, probably. (laughs) I don't know. The one that we covered last time. I don't know, maybe. April 25th, 1973. We're going to Enfield, Illinois, known as the Devil's Kitchen. What
1: a fucking name. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Why would it be called that?
0: Well, ironically, as you'll see, the name fits, but it's called that because the Native American population hundreds of years ago would see these things called skinwalkers and around this area. Also, I'm doing an episode coming up about the mysterious hum. If you out there have heard... Have heard this hum before, let me know, because I want to interview someone that has heard of heard it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then you haven't heard it. I'm also doing a story. Have you seen this man? If you've seen this man, let me know. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then you haven't seen this man.
1: Well, do we get a picture of the man? <laughs> no. Okay.
0: If you've seen this man, you've know, you have know what I'm talking about. And you could go back in the request and, and look and okay. see. Just, I think you can search in the Discord. Just type in this man and then type in hum for a different story. I've, those are two stories that I would like to have firsthand accounts on people that have witnessed either one of those.
1: Okay. I have no idea what you're talking about, but okay.
0: Yeah. All right. Anyway, let's get on with it. Known as the Devil's Kitchen, and this is from the Native Americans who tried to explain Explain to the newcomers all the strange sights and sounds that are around this area. We're talking about a Henry McDaniel tonight. This is him right here. Now this is in 1957, so picture is a little grainy, but this is from uh, one of the newspapers. This is a 50-year-old man, war veteran, family man, a no bullshit type of guy. You know, military bred. His family consists of two children, two kids, about 10 to 15. He's a widower. He's a single father raising these kids. And he, by trade now, is an antique dealer. He was a military man, extremely smart. He's traveled all over the world. He's a gruff kind of no-nonsense person. Neighbors respect him. The town respects him. They they also know not to mess with him, you know, because he's a kind of a grunt. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But that's him right there. So, if you're on the live stream, I don't know, kind of balding. It's really hard to tell on this photo what he looks like because it's so old. But he's walking out of his homestead and he we're going to April 25th 1973 this was a Wednesday night he just got home his kids are of the age now where they can they can stay home by themselves and he's okay with that Mm mm-hmm Even though the kids are a little scared, and I couldn't get the exact age, but the age where you let your kids stay home, 10 to 12 years old, two of them, two boys, they were a little scared. They have been hearing these, quote, strange sights and sounds that originate in Hell's Kitchen. Henry McDaniel, he leaves one night. It's a Wednesday night. He comes home from an antiquing meeting. He comes home to two scared kids, two scared boys. They were hearing noises outside. He actually walks into his house knowing something's wrong. The air conditioner, which is this air conditioner right here, is out of place a little bit. It's crooked. And he is a military man, so he expects his house to be dress right dress at all times. And this air conditioner is obviously out of place. It has been messed with. So this was about 9 o'clock at night. He walks in the door, and the kids are freaking out. They said, Dad, Thank God you're home. Some Something or someone has been messing with the air conditioner. It's been shaking. And there's been scratching at the door. And Henry McDaniel says, what? What are you ta- When was this? He's worried now. Because they've all heard noises. This is the devil's kitchen. They've all heard noises. But this is the first time he's left the sons alone. His sons are pretty good, respectable children. They're not going to mess up something because this family doesn't have a lot of money to begin with. And And if the air conditioner goes out, then they're literally all going to sweat. They don't want that. They're definitely not going to mess with that air conditioner. He's also a little kind of comical about it. I'm sure it's nothing. I mean, what could it be? A squirrel? Raccoon? You know, anything? An owl? Listen, kids, I served in the Army for a long time. I've been all over the world, traveled to different bases, and I was sort of a grunt. So y'all need to ban up. It ain't nothing that a 12-gauge shotgun can't take care of, all right? Anyway, he goes about his business. He goes in the kitchen and then he himself hears a scratching at the door. Dad, dad. (laughs) Hold on, Johnny. I hear it. I hear it. Probably nothing but a damn coon out there. He opens up this door thinking it was a possum. Now, this has happened before. The front screen on his door has gotten scratched up before. And he hates that because those mesh screens are kind of hard to come by. And you have to, I don't know if you've ever had a door with one of those old mesh screens, the Mm -hmm. ones that don't come in a real (coughs) size. and you have to act, you have, you have to cut them to size. Mm. He didn't want to go through that again because some raccoon, some possum or some rat, tearing through his damn screen. He opens the door expecting to see some kind of possum there, and instead, he sees something that he's never seen before. Now, as I said, this man has traveled all over the world. He's been to Southeast Asia. He's been to Australia, living there on bases. He's been all over the world, minus Antarctica, and he has never seen whatever the hell this is standing on his doorstep. Now, I think it's better if we describe what it is from his words before I show you a picture Picture an artist's rendition.
1: Ooh, did you use the
0: uh, AI? I try to a few times. The AI with the, uh, with the image is effing that terrible. Is it is terrible. Literally, is fucking terrible. Can you read the description of what Henry McDaniel tells the police? Now, I want to say his sons are shaking in their boots, and he himself is visibly shaken. A veteran, an Army veteran, a gruff, no nonsense soldier is physically shaking from what he sees right there on his doorstep.
1: It had three legs on it, he said. A short body, two little short arms, and two pink eyes as big as flashlights. It stood four and a half to five feet tall and was grayish colored. Short it body, gray.
0: Short body, two short arms, three legs, almost like a human body, but these huge big old bug eyes that when light hit them, they turned pink. Now, this will come in later, but a few days before This incident, a few school children had been talking about something that they seen in the park. Weird looking something creature or escaped animal from the zoo that they've never seen. So keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. This monster was, quote, trying to get into the house. This is what happened to Henry McDaniel's screen, the one that he was like, damn it, this is hard to replace. Tell me, is this some kind of raccoon or possum that could do this? Look at that big old hole. So what do you think of this, Nequise? I mean, there's two holes in it. There's two holes in the screen. They're not claw marks and they're not ripped horizontally. You're seeing the mesh screen right here. And it looks like someone had put their claws ripped a little bit in the upper area. And then you see this This guy's profile standing right by it. So I'm thinking maybe five feet tall is where the second hole starts. And it's huge. Yeah. So what do you think that is that did that? Something did that. That was not like that before he got home. This is his front door. He walked in and then this happened. So what now?
1: What now? Well, it's hard to say. Like, I don't see necessarily like slash marks. It it is a hole in the screen. Right. But I don't know. Like the placement is kind of strange. Right.
0: He says that whatever this was is trying to get into the house. This is one of the photos from a newspaper here. This is from the Times, 26th of April, 1973. And we can see exactly what this man did. Illinois man wounds monster on doorstep. This uh, reminds me a lot of H.P. Lovecraft has has a story called um, The thing, Thing on the Doorstep. Reminds me a lot of that. So this is from the Times, 26th of April, 1973. Henry McDaniel says he shot and wounded a monster on his doorstep and is worried it may come back to get even. McDaniel 50 said he had just returned from a meeting Wednesday night when he heard something on the door. It had three legs on it, a short body, two little short arms and two pink eyes, as big as flashlights. It stood four and five feet tall and was grayish colored. This man, when he saw this, he freaked out. He went right back into the house and he got his pistol, his twenty-two caliber pistol, and he walked back outside and he started shooting. Now, this man is mm-hmm. not one to miss. He's He's a very well trained marksman, sharpshooter.
1: Is this is this thing like moving fast or walk like at a normal pace, like a human?
0: This thing is hopping, not moving. Hopping fast, hopping. It can clear about twenty five feet in one hop, as you'll see. He grabs his gun and his flashlight. He. Kicks open the door, expecting to see that monster there. Doesn't see it. Where the? Where did this damn thing go? What is it? Something I've never damn seen before. It's pitch black. He's pointing his flashlight. All of a sudden, a beam of that flashlight comes into contact with this monster's eyes, and they turn pink. And he immediately drops that flashlight, and he starts firing. Bow, 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 bow. The first shot hits this thing. This is an artist's rendition of what this thing looks like. Hmm. Has anyone heard this story? This is the Enfield monster.
1: That doesn't really look like a human to me.
0: I never said it was a human. What are you talking you, about? No,
1: you like you said it was like he had some human-like features.
0: Oh, it has legs. Oh, well. No, that's what the that's what he said. I mean, it has like teeth and shit. I don't know.
1: He's scary looking. He's real scary. Eyes like flashlights, though. I have not heard this actually. When you first said Enfield, I thought of um outfield. No, Enfield. Yeah, but you said you thought of Outfield. But I also was trying to remember what was the name of the town and murdered by town. Did this guy, Henry
0: McDaniel, really see this? I mean, his children were visibly scared. He himself was shaking when the police came. I mean, what was it?
1: Well, when you said that this was called the devil's kitchen in the town, does that mean that there were other sightings of this creature?
0: There's been skinwalkers. Yes. Not specifically of this creature, but of another one called the Chupacabra.
1: Brandon and Martin, haven't you been asking about this?
0: So that one does appear. This is also Bigfoot country as well. Lots of stuff. Really? mm mm-hmm. hmm. So... Let's see. Let's see if there's any validity to this claim. The infield monster. And I will say, I'm more unbiased than I used to be. Before, I would call bullshit. I would look for any sort of scientific evidence. And if there's none, you know, just maybe he's making it up. But like I said, lately, I've been different. You know, I really do think that there's things that we can't explain. And I was listening to this one author talk about this. He said that we purposely look at Native American folklore, and the drawings on the caves and and all their crazy stories, and we downplay it. Oh, that's just some kind of animism. They're putting they're putting things there that aren't there. They're blaming spirits and animals for things that happen just naturally. And I don't really think that's true anymore. I think there's a lot of wisdom in those old Native stories. And I believe instead of just bypassing them and, oh, they're just old ancestors, have nothing to do, but look at the stars so they just write on caves. I think we should go into the mindset that they aren't just some dumb ancestors and maybe they were writing about what they saw you know if they call it the devil's country, then shit you better take them take them at their word because guess what they've been here a lot longer than you have you know they've been here a lot longer than the white man. so I think there is wisdom. I don't think a, a tribe would make this stuff up. No I'm not now stories are made a lot like of them symbolism to, type thing. to teach children. Yeah. I get that, but...
1: Terribles and whatnot.
0: But also, you know, I believe there's real, real stories.
1: There's something. Stories.
0: Anyway, hmm. so Henry McDaniel, he shines that light. And as soon as those photons from that flashlight pierce this monster's eyes, they start to glow up like they were just getting filled with this light. <laughs> And like flashlights, boom, like beacons, two beacons in the night sky, just lighting up. He doesn't need his flashlight anymore. And plus he's scared. Because the eyes
1: are freaking flashlights.
0: Yeah, exactly. Plus he's scared shitless. So he drops his flashlight. He picks up that revolver and he starts shooting. Bow, bow, bow. The first shot hits him. This monster is so fast. It's hopping away
1: quick. I saw those pink eyes shine at me like a reflector on a car. It had pink eyes, a large head and was kind of dirtyish gray color, hair, about four or five feet tall, standing in front of the door on three legs, just like a human being. Huh.
0: That was from the paper. I was gonna make that like a funny because uh human beings don't have three legs. Well, I have a stump. <laughs> <laughs> he says, when I fired that first shot, I know why I hit it. Creature gave out a hiss, much like a wild cat, judging from the sound. <laughs> a wildcat's hiss
1: it just hissed did you ever hear a cottonmouth hiss well that's how it sounded and it jumped into those weeds over there and then it jumped again over that ditch and then a third time onto the tracks i never did see it turn it just jumped
0: well that's how it sounded it jumped into those weeds right over there
1: so was this a typo the, about the third leg situation, or yeah. did he actually have three legs?
0: No, it does have three legs.
1: Oh, it wasn't a typo.
0: No, it it does have three legs. It's
1: but just not like a human.
0: Tripedal. Yes. Well, so. The the newspaper made it sound weird, but it's standing on the doorstep like a human. But they also put in, I will tell you the reason they're doing this is because they're trying to make them sound like a crackpot. And you're going to see why here in a second. The thing does have three legs. That is also shown by the tracks that were visibly there. Got it. And have been plastered. Plastered, you know, the tracks to get the tracks up. And then it jumped again uh, over that ditch. And then a third time right onto those railroad tracks. I never did did see it turned. It just jumped.
1: From the Daily Chronicle on March 14th, 1974. Then Henry jumped the ditch and got on the tracks and shined his light. By the time Henry had gone about 80 feet, the thing had gone bootin' and scooting a good 40, 440 yards to where the tracks curved booting and scooting
0: the state troopers arrived to find no monster but they didn't they didn't discredit his story just yet the discredit only comes when the town is flooded with the newspaper men all over the country and all these families these simple farmers simple life they're getting bombarded with all this wild theories and all this stuff mm-hmm. now these are simple people the town now has less than it did I was oh, reading it wow. I was reading at the time, it had 700 about in this time, 1956. Now it's down to 500.
1: Our people are afraid.
0: There are not a lot of people that live in this town. So when this happens, it brings national spotlight and that makes people uncomfortable. But no monster was found when the state troopers got there, but they did see some strange looking tracks on the soft earth, much like dog paws. Dog paws have five pads on the bottom. You have four. Four for the fingers. Boom, 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 boom. And then you got one for the paw. Those are pads. They look like little rubber pads. This thing had six toe pads. So it couldn't have been a dog. Now, keep in mind, you have three sets of tracks here for three different feet. So there's a back leg, the third leg. So it's almost triangle shaped, the pattern of these tracks. And they have six pads each. So five on the front and then the paw. State trooper. James Master was called to the scene and he gets there at 9.30 p.m. He says that McDaniel was quote, shaking with fear. And Ed Phillips came down. He was a small pet shop owner and he's the one that came down and did the plaster on the tracks, made plaster cast. He said quote, the tracks were hidden under the dense bush as well as in the open. He's trying to go out to bat for this guy because he believes his story. This is what McDaniel would tell the newspaper.
1: The creature, he said, bounded away covering 50 feet in three jumps. It fled through some brush along a railroad embankment that runs near the McDaniel home. State police said that McDaniel appeared rational and sober.
0: That right there is important. The state police said that he appeared rational and sober. In my mind, they're almost downplaying they I'll tell you right now, no one no one in the law enforcement in this part believes his story what, whatsoever. I don't know if they don't believe it or if they're just tired of the media. But because
1: apparently this happens a lot or enough that it's a thing.
0: The police come down and the sheriff, the White County Sheriff, Roy Posher Jr. said, ain't a damn thing to it. He doesn't believe him at all. He doesn't like all these out of towners coming in into his small, small town here. Eventually, the sheriff will even claim that it's a kangaroo. That's the closest thing you saw. You didn't see a monster. You saw a kangaroo. A kangaroo, sure,
1: that's casual in the cornfields of Illinois.
0: Well, it could have been a pet kangaroo. The reason they're thinking it's a kangaroo is because
1: it had three legs. Yeah, kangaroo, the tail, they're confusing the tail, you think?
0: The kangaroo uses its tail like a leg. It can support its whole weight on its tail. So they're thinking it's a kangaroo. Plus, the way it's moving, this thing hops. A kangaroo can hop 25 feet at a time. That is a large distance. This thing can equally hop that same amount as shown from the tracks because you have a set of tracks you only have like a couple tracks right because the hopping distance it goes from you know three tracks here and then 25 feet later there's some more tracks it's hopping mm-hmm. but here's the thing Henry mcDaniel he's been to Australia he served in the army there he even had a pet kangaroo because in the army bases they would have these kangaroos just kind of hanging out so he had one as a pet and plus you're going to tell this man this farmer this this veteran and his two kids, what you saw didn't really exist. It's a kangaroo. That is dumbest shit I've ever seen. Anyway, McDaniel would say, if they do find it, by golly, they will find more than one. They won't be from this planet. I can tell you that. What do you think of this so far? Do you believe it or not?
1: I don't know. I mean, he's a credible witness, but. <laughs> Why would he make this up? <sighs> All right, let me. I don't know. Some people want to pit play pranks, maybe. Let
0: me let me take it this one route, right? Quick. This specific case made it into the psychology and sociology groups. A critical examination of the social contagion image of collective behavior: the case of the Enfield monster. This is a whole document written by these PhDs that basically, in a nutshell, says this isn't anything more than mass hysteria, groupthink. That's what they're calling it, groupthink. And they're not calling it bullshit, but they're basically saying it's a social contagion. They're mm-hmm. saying people are seeing it because they want to see it. They're basically calling him a liar. In a nutshell from these uh academics, they're saying people are temporarily willing to accept and act upon unverified information because that's the only one's provided. He sees whatever this is and maybe he's never seen a, this type of animal, like a kangaroo for instance. If mm-hmm. you're in Illinois, why would you ever see a kangaroo? This is in 1956. You have probably never seen one in your life. So you think it's a monster from outer space, you know, and it's really just a kangaroo. But then again, like, like you said, a kangaroo in fucking Illinois. Come yeah, on, man. Yeah, no way. It deals with tensions inside the individuals, this report says. Basically, the greater tension you have, the more likely you are to buy something, a certain belief. And like Pizzagate is a perfect example, right? Yep. If you think so hard that this has got to be something from outer space, your mind is going to make it that, you know, and you're going to be more willing to accept that. And then the people around you who trust you are going to automatically accept that too because why would you lie, you know, and there's nothing else to explain it. Why has it got three legs? You know what I'm saying? Because they've never seen kangaroos either. You know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. The infill monster sightings evidence classic features of social contagion, unverified, unverified and unusual sensory sensory experiences, mobilization processes and mass preoccupations. They're basically saying this guy didn't see what he saw. All right. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's total bullshit. I think all that is just academic horse shit. They weren't there. But let's move on. A lot of people didn't believe him. The Echo Cafe and Motel down the street. The waitress doubts his story. I think it's all about about over now. Anyway, I heard the sheriff tell him that he better not be seeing any more of them monsters out there or he'd be off to the funny farm. The White County Sheriff uh, Sheriff Roy Posher Jr. said, ain't a damn thing to it. I let all that stuff go until he got people out there with guns. Then I went and told him, if I hear any more from you out there, I'm hauling you in. And the sheriff was serious too. He was arresting these monster hunters and finding them for hunting by Violations. Five men with guns were found in the woods a few days after, quote, drunk as skunks, saying they had just encountered the monster and was about to, quote, blow it back to Mars before the <laughs> sheriff, Scarlight, scared it off. <laughs>
1: Back to Mars. I love that.
0: This is the sheriff. Uh, no monster hunting allowed. This is the oh creature. That's a better rep- representation you of the think creature. So?
1: Look at all the toes. Look <laughs> at all of his feet.
0: No monster hunting allowed.
1: That's funny. I like that. So, does this thing exist? I don't know.
0: When that same reporter asked the waitress, What would you do if you did see this monster? Well, I guess we're going to butcher him and eat him. <laughs> Oh, May 10th, a graduate student in anthropology from the University of Illinois did his own investigation saying that the monster was more likely to be a wild ape. <laughs>
1: I mean, what the fuck? But again, in the cornfields of Illinois. <laughs> I mean, try again. The, I get it. Like, it, I, that that's the searching for another logical explanation. Yeah. But uh, there uh, that's not any better. That's think, what I'm no saying.
0: I'm not saying that aliens exist or whatever, but let's look at the native folklore. They have been talking about this thing, the Chupacabras, these beings, these skinwalkers, for literal centuries yeah. before the white man even came here. Mm-hmm. They have been seeing this and describing it in their lore and like
1: this. You know,
0: like anything like yeah. this, monsters, stuff like this, things they can't explain. They've been ex- describing this. We push it off as bullshit. Or and then,
1: the assumption is it's just an animal.
0: And then push it off as some kind of social contagion, you know? Yeah. It's literally. All right. If you don't buy this social contagion thing, there are sightings. There's I know there's a Netflix documentary where an entire school sees a UFO, an entire class, like literally is like 150 people were. Or something, mm-hmm. are outside, they see a UFO, and then the academics say it's mass hysteria. Come on. You might as well call all those people fucking idiots. Yeah. It ain't fucking mass hysteria. That's so fucking stupid. I think that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. They saw what they saw, disagree. fucking dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just because you have some kind of fucking degree doesn't mean you were there because I can swear to you, if you were there, you would not be saying it's mass hysteria. Yeah, yeah. He did have some support, though. A radio station WWKI dispatched its news director Rick Rainbow. Rick, 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 Rick Rainbow. <laughs> We're on with Rick Rainbow. 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 Rainbow in the morning. It's Rainbow. Rick, 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 Rainbow.
1: Rainbow.
0: I feel like that deserves
1: <laughs> that deserves an ovation. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that was great. That was great.
0: This is blowing up at this point.
1: Brandon goes, damn, John lost it. Oh, hey, Jen. <sighs> what up, girl?
0: What's up, Jen? Oh, man,
1: that's awesome.
0: At this point, the whole country is enthralled with this story, this infilled monster story. Oh, my God. They're sending reporters even from the even from Chicago, the Times, you know, the Daily Post, <laughs> the Daily Mail. All these big reporters are coming in from Life magazine, Time magazine, all of these. And, and they're the trying
1: sheriff don't like that
0: The sheriff hates it because they come in here. They goddamn come in here with their damn hats and their coats and their fucking. They fuck, you know. They they fucking smarter than me.
1: <laughs>
0: you know. <laughs> I mean, I kind of it kind of reminds me of the Ed Gein story when all the newsmen came in and they were getting out of their vans in the pastures. Right. In the pastures, they would step out of their van into cow shit because (laughs) there's no parking spots in fucking the rural Plainfield, it's never in its history had hundreds of news yeah. vans. Yeah. But yet here they are stepping in cow shit, getting cow shit all over their pants, legs, you know. Yeah. Rick Rainbow, dispatch news director. He doesn't believe it at first, but he starts interviewing other people in that area. And he said three others had, quote, seen something that is, shall we say, strange
1: A lot of things could fall into that category. Yeah. He reports that Greg Garrett, 10, who lives just (laughs) be. Sorry, we're going with the 10 year old. (laughs) He reports that Greg Garrett, 10, who lives just behind McDaniel, sighted the monster a half hour before McDaniel on April 25th. Rainbow said the boy had been in the backyard and ran into his house nearly hysterical. Something had stepped on his feet and torn his tennis shoes to shreds. That's pretty crazy.
0: I got to say the boy eventually did recant the statement. But, the I, you know, he's a 10-year-old boy. Why would he make this up? He said he was trying to tease his neighbor. What 10-year-old boy wants to maliciously I mean, tease a 50-year-old man? He said he wanted new shoes. That's why he did this.
1: I mean, a 10-year-old's not exactly credible. It doesn't help the other guy's story. I know, but dude,
0: I cannot see a 10-year-old trying to maliciously tease a 50-year-old. He literally
1: then said he wanted new sneakers. He was like, I want some Nikes, yo.
0: I don't know. Anyway, so let's just throw that confession out. At this point, locals were arming themselves to the brim. They even constructed a quote monster pen. Rick Rainbow and Rick 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 in the morning. Rick Rick, it's Rick Rainbow Rainbow. Rick Rainbow. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I gotta do that every time.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, it was great. <laughs>
0: Rick got a cameraman, a University of Illinois student, to go down with him. And they had a camera and audio equipment. And he actually sees something. This was the day after. They weren't going to start filming until later that night. Now, this is also a credible witness, a highly respected newsman. And him and his cameraman see something. Now, the camera wasn't on at the time because the batteries were so sp- so short-lived. They were waiting till night so they can see something. But in the middle of the day, they see something. They see an ape-like object behind a little storage shed. They go, they run over there chasing it as the cameraman puts on the camera, and then it's not there anymore. But both of them swear that they've seen it. They saw it. Now, they didn't describe it exactly as Henry McDaniel. They didn't even say that they saw the same thing. He said he saw some three-legged gray thing. This guy is saying that he saw an ape-like object, a Bigfoot sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Now, this is before Bigfoot was popular Mm -hmm. at all. Like, no one talked about Bigfoot. Bigfoot wasn't a thing. They would have used the word Bigfoot. Okay. He saw this ape-like object skirting behind a storage shed, and they didn't get the camera up, and they chased it. They started to chase this thing. They had the audio going, and the audio has never been released. Some paranormal guy possesses the audio, but it's a mix that sounds like a woman screaming and a crying baby mixed together. Hmm. That's the way they described it. It was an awful sound. It was a kind of howling sound.
1: Painful. From the dispatch, July 28th, 1973, Rainbow says that he also saw what he thought was the monster in an open end of an abandoned shed near Springerton, north of Enfield. He said it was five to five and a half feet tall and was gray, black in color. He
0: has no reason to make this up. Henry McDaniel and his sons have no reason to make this up. Let's go back to the Vegas sightings. Remember that family who does not want media attention. They were a Mexican family. They said something landed in their backyard, literally minutes or seconds, seconds after police body cam footage catches something descending from the sky, some green-like object and crashing in their general location. They say not even a minute later, Later, they're calling nine one one, saying that they're staring at an eight foot creature, and now they're recanting their statement. It makes you put doubt on the the recantation. They don't want the media attention because the media is brutal. People are brutal.
1: Yeah, they think it's all not crazy. just the
0: media. Like uh, the media puts it out, and then this guy Henry McDaniel is now getting hundreds of phone calls. A lot of them are threatening. Go kill yourself. You should go fucking kill yourself. Or what? You know, it always is. People are shit, right? They don't want that. This guy's a veteran. And a fifty-year-old veteran and a single dad. He didn't want that shit. Anyway, what do you what are you thinking so far? This is fake or real? Or
1: I feel like some people are feeding into the hysteria and making stuff up. But I think some of it, people think they genuinely saw something, or people genuinely saw something.
0: A second sighting. The following Sunday, the dogs started barking at Henry's house. <laughs> He walks outside, and lo and behold, right there on the railroad tracks is that damn same monster. It's 3 a.m., about 75 feet away from the Dixon Evening Telegraph, May 7th, 1973. I seen something moving on them railroad tracks, and there it stood. I didn't shoot it at it or anything. It started down the railroad track. It wasn't in a hurry or nothing. He also got a call from a, quote, government representative. This is before the Men in Black and all that shit. Mm. And they told him that there's been similar occurrences ever since 1967. That's the Enfield Monster. I
1: don't know. I mean, pe- are people still seeing things?
0: They're seeing more of the chupacabras, <clears throat> which is a different animal sort of thing. Here, how do you spell chupacabra? Chupa. So this is um, it's very similar, though. So this is a chupacabra. So it might be the Same thing. I mean, it is very. It looks
1: a lot like the first photo, yeah. Or the first not photo, but you know what I mean.
0: So that's the chupacabra. It's probably the same thing, man. If I was, and this is some of the Native Americans have been talking about forever. Hmm. Look at this bad boy. Imagine seeing that shit.
1: I mean, that looks a little bit more animal-like, though.
0: Here's here's one right here.
1: That looks a lot like the first one too.
0: Yeah. So, you know, the Anfield monster may just be a chupacabra. But still, I don't I don't want to discount this guy cuz he has But
1: but a chupacabra. Oh
0: shit, look at this. Possible chupacabra. Is a
1: is a not a real creature, technically. No,
0: it's like a skinwalker. Yeah. It's um a skinwalker. Check this out. This is um a sighting of a chupacabra, and I get this on there. Kind of looks like a dog, I don't know.
1: Yeah. So uh, in Britannica, about like the legend of the chupacabra in Latin American, a Latin American popular legend, monstrous creature that attacks animals and consumes their blood.
0: Look at this thing. It's a weird deer looking thing.
1: I don't know if that's like if that's it, though. I don't know. Early reports described a creature that stood upright and resembled a large reptilian kangaroo with huge red eyes.
0: I don't know, man. I, I mean, I'm thinking there's there may be stuff we just can't explain, dude. You know, I don't know. But I don't think we should discuss count it just because social contagion you know what they're fucked up i you know what people with those degrees make me fucking sick you know what i'm saying mass hysteria you know what go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs>
1: they trying to say he crazy, but in a kind of nice but condescending way, you know?
0: Yeah, but he ain't crazy.
1: I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying. like
0: He, he has no reason Don't to know. make that shit up.
1: I do not know.
0: I mean, you saw his uh, screen. You think he did that? You think he freaking killed his or destroyed his screen?
1: I mean, it's a screen. It's not like it would be that hard to But to why? Hurt.
0: Why but would I, he do that? I, and his say, kids I, were, sh- that means he's got to be like, all right, kids, we're going to play a joke. Uh, <laughs> we're going to play a joke tonight. It's a random Wednesday night. I want you guys to be scared as fuck when the sheriff gets here. I'm going to rip the screen up a little bit and shoot a couple bullets up in that tree there. We're going to put some fake tracks on here that are just so weird, right? I mean, come on, I know. I know. That sounds more fanatical to me than anything else.
1: It's... Pretty wild. I'm glad we did this story because I have always been kind of curious about the chupacabra from uh, you know Brandon's uh, comments.
0: This is a chupacabra from um, what'sfappening.com.
1: Wolfie says local contagion smells a lot like government cover-up.
0: <laughs> yeah, no shit, no shit. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. What do you guys think, man?
1: That's crazy, wild, wild and
0: wild and out. But I hope you guys like that. We're doing these little stories, mm-hmm. and then we do the big ones when Jen gets here. I. Uh, got a good one this week. You're gonna hate it, but it has to be done. I kind of gave you a little hint. You
1: did. You did. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Not.
0: So anyway, that's all I got. And well, until next time, thanks everyone. I'm Rick Rainbow signing, off, off. Rick, 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 Rainbow. We'll be back tomorrow.
1: Run this shit.